the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Six oh six on the Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday night. A reminder that Aaron and I will be off next week. July fourth is Sunday, of course. The fifth is Monday. That's a company holiday, and then we'll be taking the rest of the week off. So enjoy Sebastian Gorka and Larry Elder. And if you've missed any of our shows, you can catch up on them on the podcast at nine eight nine theanswercom And we will be back on what will that be? July the twelfth. So looking forward to that. And you can always, of course, leave a message and let us know, react to news events. We'll listen to them, maybe play them when we get back on the air on the 12th. Our number, as always, is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. One of the things that we've talked about a lot is the southern border and the uh, dangers of allowing such uh, intrusions upon our border. And we're not the only ones concerned about it. 15th District Republican candidate Jeff LeRae is also concerned about it. Uh, Jeff is uh, the Fairfield County representative in the Ohio General Assembly. Uh, He has received the endorsement of Steve Stivers to succeed Steve, who has taken a job as the president of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. And Jeff has written a letter to Governor Mike DeWine urging him to send Ohio National Guard troops to the southern border. Some other governors have done that. Christy Nome, South Dakota. Ron DeSantis in Florida. This is a movement that is gaining steam across our country. So we wanted to have Jeff on the show, and we appreciate his time very much. Uh, Jeff, what led to your decision? What prompted you to write to the governor and recommend this course of action, sending Ohio National Guard troops to the southern border? I think it's clear that the Biden administration um, isn't going to do anything about it. You know, from my conversations with local law enforcement and even our uh, our major crimes unit in in Fairfield. Those drugs are already hitting the streets in Ohio, and um, you know we need to secure that border. That's interesting. The drugs are already hitting the street. I have said, you know, people think I think the border situation is about getting more future Democratic voters into the country, and I think it is about that. But also, the thing that people don't understand is the human trafficking aspect. And particularly the drug aspect with the fentanyl seizures at the border run through because you have a law enforcement background uh, run through how that happens, that the fentanyl comes across the border, how it gets to Ohio and just what kind of a danger that is to our citizens. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's not just fentanyl. I mean, methamphetamines in general are um, at an all time high right now. Cause it's, you know, it's cheap for the cartels to produce. And, and right now it's really easy for them to get it across because we've got no clue or what's coming into the country right now. It's um, really it's a, like taking a major step backwards in things like the fight against the opioid epidemic, which is one that's near and dear to me. I mean, it's touched our family like so many other families here in Ohio, and and uh, you know, just another reason why you know if if the Biden administration is not going to do something, then I would sure as hell hope that the governor would. 
Jeff LeRae is our guest. Jeff is running for the 15th Congressional District on the Republican side. It's a crowded primary, but he has Steve Stiver's endorsement. His district includes South Columbus, West Columbus, Ports of Franklin County, and then many other counties, Fairfield, Hocking, Vinton, Morgan, Madison County, Clinton County. Jeff, why do you think the Biden administration has dramatically changed the president's uh, President Trump's border policy? Their contention is that they inherited a problem and that they are fixing the problem. But what do you think is their end game to their relaxed uh, border policies that are creating these issues that you want the governor DeWine to help address? Yeah, I mean, I think that their end game is kind of just what you said, right? They they think that they're building their base. Um, but, you know, we can't do that at the cost of Americans. And and just like I said, it's it's already hit in Ohio. So we need to act and we need to act sooner than later. How many troops would you like to see the governor send? What do you think is practical? The uh, governor's spokesman says that there are 100 Ohio National Guardsmen down there now. What is possible? What is practical? Yeah, I think uh, that should be a coordinated effort with uh, Texas and Arizona. I mean, Border Patrol is saying that they've recorded 1,800 or 180,000 encounters um, just in the month of May. Um, and there's been over a million arrests. So obviously they need help, um, and, and we should certainly be uh, willing to lend that hand. You know, this is uh, a day, too, as we visit with you, Jeff, that Columbus has recorded its 100th homicide vastly ahead of last year's record pace, 175 homicides last year. All the skyrocketing homicide rates around the country, Columbus's percentage increase is higher than all but Portland. Since your district, if you are fortunate enough to win the primary and win the general election and succeed Steve Stivers in Congress, uh, this will be a concern of yours. I'm sure it's a concern of yours now. What do you see when you look at the situation with the homicide rate going through the roof as it has in Columbus over these first six months. Yeah, it's a it's a prime example of why this idea of defunding the police is the exact opposite of what we need to be doing. And our men and women in blue have got a perception problem right now, and they need our support more so than ever. Um, we can continue having conversations about things like police reform and weeding out the bad apples, which we absolutely must do. But I'm concerned that we're not going to be able to attract the people that we actually want in that profession. And like you said, with the crime rates on the increase and the murder rate um, at an all-time high, we need to we need to get those folks and get get behind law enforcement and give them the tools that they need to keep us safe. Republican congressional candidate Jeff LeRae is our guest. He is running for the 15th district spot, formerly held by Steve Stivers. He has been endorsed by Steve Stivers. And- Jeff, as we wrap up, I think you've been out on the campaign trail. You've had a chance to interact with voters. On this issue of policing, there's a thought in the aftermath of the George Floyd situation that people didn't want police. That's a viewpoint the Democrats have put forth, as much as they're trying to pin that on Republicans now. Tell me about your interactions with people who have to face these kinds of threats. Uh, We've had senseless shooting deaths in Columbus of young women gunned down going to a squirt gun party. We had a a situation in South Columbus where somebody was driving their car and somebody shot drive-by shooting at it. She wasn't even going to the Dollar General store and she ended up dying. As you interact with people who live in these areas and have to deal with this kind of senseless violence, what are they telling you about what they want and how they want it fixed? You know what? They're they're concerned. As I've traveled through the district, um, folks are by and large, supportive of law enforcement, and they're they're definitely concerned when they when they hear these things like defunding the police and, and getting rid of them. Um, 
because they want that protection. They do support uh, law enforcement, and you know that's just a it's a liberal talking point that we need to speak up against. Uh, what kind of response, if any, have you gotten from the governor on your letter encouraging him to send Ohio National Guard members to the border? Uh, yeah, I haven't, haven't had any uh, response from him yet, but um, I'm hoping that he's seriously considering it and will act sooner than later. Very good. Well, I appreciate you sending the letter. I appreciate you coming on the show today. I thank you for your time. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Appreciate it, Bruce. Six eighteen, Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks to Jeff Luray for joining us. Uh, that is a crowded primary, man. It's Bob Peterson, Jeff Luray, Ruth Edmonds, Omar Tarazi. I know I'm like Stephanie Kunze, I believe, is in that one. Uh, Mike Carey is in that. So we got a lot of people going for that uh, 15th district seat. And some good people are going for that 15th district seat. So uh, pick your favorite, and uh, we shall see how it all works out. Uh, this is the day after Mike DeWine signed the state budget. Uh, it is promising that I would say, and I would say friendly, toward those of you who want to homeschool uh, and those of you who are interested in sending your kids to private school, and it is more friendly toward uh, those who qualify for Ohio Ed Choice Scholarships. Uh, Choice in education is a good thing. Uh, You know how I know it's a good thing and how you should know it's a good thing. Uh, The teachers' unions are against it. Uh, If they're against it, then it means that it is most often something that will benefit teachers but will not benefit students. And this is a case of that. So the Ed Choice scholarships go up to $5,000 for K through 8 students, 7500 for high school students, most private schools, well, not not Columbus Academy, not Wellington, but most private schools are going to be around 10,000 bucks a year. Um so that's a, you know, it's a huge help if you're at uh, 250% of the poverty level. Uh, which is where you need to be to qualify for an Ed Choice scholarship. So if your income, family income, is around mm, $70,000, dollars you'd be right in the ballpark for one of those. Uh, I think it's also fair that in the new budget, uh, you can get a refund on your municipal income tax for days you did not work in the city that's taxing you. For instance, uh, if you worked remotely from... Mm, Let's say some little uh, a little outpost that wouldn't have its own city income tax. And you work remotely for nationwide insurance during the pandemic. City of Columbus is going to try to tax you. You now, with the power of the Ohio uh, General Assembly and the governor behind you, can say, no, I was not physically in your city, so you cannot tax me. That's good. Uh, this is kind of funny. Cities and local governments cannot put fees on plastic bags or other takeout containers. Aaron, have you been to any grocery stores or stores that wanted to charge you for using a bag? 
I haven't, but I believe every grocery store in California, you have to buy the bags. I think you're right. I think you're right, yes. Now, Aldi is a supermarket chain here in central Ohio that uh, you BYOB, bring your own bag. <laughs> or or if you're like me, you go in and you walk around with your arms full of stuff and hope you don't drop the salsa for cleanup on aisle five. But uh, yeah, so you can't, you, Kroger can't make you pay for plastic bags or paper bags. Neither can Giant Eagle, neither can Fresh Time Market or anybody else or CVS or uh, Walgreens. Uh, you will get a $250 tax credit for school supplies and other educational materials if you homeschool your kids. Uh, you'll get a 3% cut in your income tax. And the state income tax top bracket has been eliminated. So uh, 16% is the highest amount of the state in, uh, the state income tax rate that you can pay. Oh, Juneteenth is now an official state holiday. Uh, who's going to say no to that, right? Because, you know, if you say no to that, you know what you are. Yes, I don't have to tell you. Uh <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else is in here? The Democrats are, of course, mad. They wanted the governor to use his line item veto on making it more difficult for uh, two abortion clinics, one in Dayton, one in Cincinnati, to do uh, their macabre business. So um, they didn't get their way on that. Easier to start a charter school. More money for those of you who send kids to charter schools. Otherwise, eh, not too much uh, in here that, you know, I think is a huge deal, except the Protect Women's Sports Act ought to be in there, and it's not, because our governor is a squish. And uh, that is uh, an epic disappointment to me. Now, we talked with uh, Charles Lehman about critical race theory, a friend of mine today, sent me the official National Education Association uh, news bulletin for the coming year. And uh, they are all about the three buzzwords, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, They're going to have a task force. (laughs) Listen to this. The National Education Association, in coordination with national partners, and NEA state and local affiliates, racial justice advocates, allies, and community activists shall build powerful education communities and continue to work together to eradicate institutional racism in our public school system. So they're going to have a task force. And they're going to keep pushing this agenda. Oh, what? We're not pushing critical race theory. Oh, no, we're not teaching that. No. And by the way, uh, why don't you want us to teach about uh, America's past? So you are teaching it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not teaching it. Well, why do you object to us telling you you can't teach it if you're not teaching it? Right? This is the problem with people who set circular traps with no escape, uh, they often are undone uh, by those same tactics. You know, I was thinking back to um, the woke general who went before Congress uh, last week, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Milley, the guy who uh, was there with Trump, and now he's, um, you know, trying to 
keep his position with uh, Joe Biden, Mark Milley. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the right cut or not, but this was Mark Milley before Congress where he was questioned about critical race theory and some of the tactics that they are indoctrinating our military with. And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. Okay, so he's lying there, because they were not there to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. They were there to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. They were there protesting what they thought was an unfair election. Okay? So then he kept on lying. Listen to this. Oh, here you go. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? That's his defense for teaching critical race theory. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Marx. I've read Lenin. So what is the problem? The problem is not in the reading of them. The problem is in the teaching of them, which you don't do. You want to read all the wacko, failed ways of other dictators and despots in world history? Have at it! So he just put critical race theory into the same category with Mao and Stalin and Lenin. And nobody would teach that to our military. Hopefully not. Millie continues. Ah, Mr. Millie, please continue. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. And I- we're not accusing your general officers of that. See, that's a straw man argument. I find it offensive that you're telling me you're accusing us of being woke. We're not accusing them of being woke. We're accusing you of being woke. And you are woke. He's a political animal. He's trying to save his four stars, and he's conducting straw man arguments that people in Congress should have been more than able to debunk. And then he ended with his biggest whopper of all. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. Okay, it's the three-fifths compromise. And the three-fifths compromise was not, as he said, a way to push black people down. The three-fifths compromise was made by the North with the South because the South wanted to count slaves as citizens 
And the North said, no, no, no. We know why you're doing that. You're doing that so you can get more representatives to Congress so you can vote slavery in as a law. And we're not going to allow that. The three-fifths compromise was not denigrating black people. It was done by people in the North who wanted to end slavery because the South was trying to essentially pack the House of Representatives. And this is the guy who is, like, heading up the branches of our military. So if you don't think critical race theory and leftist policies are at the highest levels of the United States government and the military...